Hi, welcome. I'm your host, Dino Tripodis. This is Whiskey Business. And welcome to uh, another live podcast on both Facebook Live and YouTube Live. Our first one of the new year. We apologize for taking so long to get back to a, a live format like this in 2021. Uh, we've been busy, busy um, disappointing ourselves with, with broken resolutions. It takes time and effort to, to uh, admit that you failed. Anyway, <laughs> I know that uh, I mentioned this on the very first podcast of the year, which wasn't live, that when a, a new year rolls around that, and our guest, Dr. David Lowenstein, who will be joining us in just a little bit, a psychologist, Dr. David Lowenstein, might agree or disagree with me, but I think he'll agree that at the beginning of a new year, we all uh, psychologically, boom, hit a reset button. And uh, sometimes our expectations are very high about that reset button. And as a result, uh, when the first thing that goes awry, we give up. That's it. 2021 sucks. I can't wait for this year to be over. I have not given up. I have been bent already, but not broken. I have been torn, but not completely pulled apart psychologically and emotionally, I am constipated, but honestly, eh, I think it's just a fiber issue. Eh, some more fiber, some apricots, a few more Bernie Sanders means, and I'll be just fine. Don't worry about me. Everything will be just great. I get it. I get it. We're still dealing with a lot of stuff. It doesn't feel so much like a new year as it feels just like an extension of last year. Uh, COVID-19, original formula, which I like to call it, as if that wasn't bad enough. No, no, on the heels, on the heels of, of a vaccine that's still being administered as we speak, and for some people not quick enough, we, we find out that there are more variants out there that are far more contagious and, and deadly. Um, uh, one, one from Britain that supposedly is 55% more contagious. And not only that, um, also, since it's from Britain, is reportedly uh, known to be able, like a lot of things in England, uh, bore you to death. There's one from South Africa. There's one from Brazil that you got to be very, very careful about. This one is very deceptive because it actually looks like a beautiful woman with fruit on her head dancing a mambo, which is uh, a very deceptively festive and entertaining. Watch out. Politically speaking, please, please. The start of the year, the Capitol gets stormed. There's more alerts about more threats. Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, God bless him, is quickly finding out that his plea for unity might not be as simple as just asking. Apparently, it's not a, a party that everybody is rushing to get to in America. Fine. Suit yourself, people. I'm going. I'm going. You don't want to come? That's fine. More free beer and First Lady chocolate chip cookies for me, right? And uh, I actually heard this from somebody this week. After one week, <laughs> said your host facetiously and loaded with sarcasm. It's been a week, Joe. What the hell? Yeah, it's been one week. 
one week, not one month, not a hundred days, one week. And someone said to me, <laughs> yeah, what's your president doing after one week? You know, uh, God, God created the world in six days. And on the seventh day, he, he rested. Fair enough. But God did not have a house and Senate um, <laughs> that were the political equivalent of the rival gangs in West Side Story. You decide who's the Sharks and who's the Jets. I want to live in America. I want to live in America. When you're a Jet, you're a Jet all the way from your first cigarette till they vote you away. When you're a Jet, you stay a Jet. Not a political statement, just a love for musical theater. So I get it. I get it. And tonight on Whiskey Business, while I would not burden our guest, psychologist Dr. David Lowenstein, with having all the answers, maybe, just maybe, he can give us a little bit of uh, perspective and a little bit of what I'm calling positivity in the time of pandemic and politics. Dr. David Lowenstein will be joining us in just a moment. But first, let me bring in the two gentlemen that I could not <laughs> oh. without. Uh, on the video side, John Whitney. Thank you, Dennis. Oh, man. And on the audio side, you switch <laughs> albums on me, Hansberry. You switch. I was inspired. Oh, yeah. West Side Story. Sweet. But, you know, when, when Dino uh, bursts into song and dance, I decided to flop out my uh, record here. Like, like I said, you know, these are just uh, my, if I don't make jokes, I'll cry. Right. I hear you. Well, you, you were all over the place. Went from West Side Story to the, uh, the, the Brazilian with the bananas on her head to uh, a constipation. <laughs> We covered a lot of ground in the first seven a minutes. Ground in a short amount of time. <laughs> yeah, a short amount of time. But uh, thank you, gentlemen. Nice to see your faces as we do another one remote. And nice to be back on on, on Facebook Live again as yes. well. Um, I, I, Hansberry, what's the button I have to click to see all the comments? Uh, to, to where it says comments to uh, your right. Uh, <laughs> It's just a private chat and then comments. You want? Oh, comment. there we go. All right, yeah, there it is. All yeah. right, there we go. I think Krista's uh, Krista's uh, reaction was to your singing there. I believe. Oh, well, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so, thank you so much. You know, like I said, not so much a political statement. I still love the musical theater. Yeah, cool uh, boy. <laughs> the guest tonight before we get to Dr. David is um, Bib. And Tucker, which ironically were the same instructions I would give to my sister when my mom had too much to drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's had uh, enough. Bib and Tucker. Tucker. Bib and Tucker in. She's That's hilarious. Um, this is from Tennessee. It's a $53 bottle, a little pricey, and uh, but it's it's not it's a six-year-old bourbon, 70% corn. I believe 26% rye, 4% of your malted barley. And um, uh, I I like it. It's uh, the nose right out of the gate. Yeah. And the palate has got a little bit of, uh, not actually a little bit, to me, a, a lot of licorice flavor to it, which I love licorice, and I'm not supposed to eat a lot of it um, yeah. for medical reasons. 
but um, and a little touch of cinnamon. Uh, so this this is this is pretty good. Um, I, I think for uh, the uninitiated bourbon drinker, you you might not like this one, so don't spend the fifty three dollars. But for somebody who's looking for something a little bit different, I, I think this could be a, a like it or leave it bourbon. I like it. Um, is, what year is it? Six years. Six year old. Uh, yeah. Uh, I like it especially since it was a gift at Christmas. So I didn't that, spend it. That makes it even better. This is the description yeah. it says online new saddle leather. <laughs> What's that, that? New saddle leather? New saddle leather, chamomile soaked butterscotch drops. <laughs> okay. Nah, I'm getting more <laughs> licorice and cinnamon. And cinnamon kissed cedar. There you go. Ah. Okay. So we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll see how it how it holds up through the evening. Um, Bib and Tucker, I believe our 152nd or 53rd bottle here on on whiskey business. So, and here you go, new saddle leather, new saddle leather. leather. Is, yeah. All right, yeah, I can see it being a little leathery, a little, a little like a little dab behind the, the ear, <laughs> English leather. Type of thing. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right, gentlemen, shall we get to it? Uh, Let's do it. Do some housekeeping first. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Hansberry. A little business first. Yes, you got it. Find Whiskey Business on your favorite podcasting app. If you're listening right now, thank you very much. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with your friends. Um, but uh, if you're follow following us on Facebook right now, um, subscribe on your favorite podcasting app: iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and uh, the newest edition, the Marvel Universe. Where I think we're, we're going to have some connections at the Marvel Universe. Uh, <laughs> if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you very much. Make sure you hit subscribe and the little bell icon, um, and that way you'll get uh, notifications anytime uh, we, we have a new episode. So thank you. Uh, feel free to comment over here, uh, and we'll be able to ask you or answer your, some of your questions, hopefully. Uh, Facebook, thank you. If you're watching us live, same thing. Like us and share. Go ahead and click share icon right now. I'm actually going to do it while I'm talking about it. Put my money where my mouth is. I'm sharing this right now. Uh, so all your friends and family and uh, alcoholic friends. Yes. <laughs> we'll find it. Stop right <laughs> now. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, like and share. Like and share. Um, Whiskey Business Pod is uh, our website where you can find archive episodes. And uh, we've got some videos and um, Dino's writings and some fun things. So that's our kind of our catch-all. Instagram and Twitter. Thank you and enjoy. There you go. All Let's right. bring in our guests, shall we? We've had them on the podcast before. And the other times that we've had them on the podcast, we go back. It's been a couple of years. We've always brought in Dr. David Lowenstein at the start of a new year. And I got to be honest with you, the last couple of times we've had them on have always been great. But they've been kind of every everything in the world was just not like it is now. So we would talk about, you know, how to psychologically stay on top of things and, you know, how to, how to beat the winter blues and, and how to keep those resolutions. Well, now things are probably cranked up a level. So without further ado, let's bring in a Dr. Uh, David Lowenstein. There he is. Uh, there he is. Hey doc. How hey, are you? Welcome back, my friend. Thank you. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a couple of years. And like I said, a lot of things have changed since the last time. Well, let me ask, let me start off things with just the, you know, not so much a serious question, but a, but, but an actual statement. Uh, since things have gone awry, for lack of a better word, with, with, with COVID, you know, tonight's episode is called um, <laughs> Positivity in, in, in the Time of Pandemics and Politics. 
which uh, seem to have controlled a lot of our lives here recently. Um, one of the stories that I keep seeing on a regular basis is the fact that a lot of mental health issues have escalated, not only with adults, but with, uh, uh, you know, adolescents, everybody, everybody, everybody. Is, is, is taking the burden and, and suffering uh, the toll of some mental health stuff, whether they had experience with it before, those who might be experiencing it for the first time, and those who have had experience with it are, are feeling it even more. So is, you know, is that, is that in your line of work, are you just, is business booming? Uh, <laughs> enough hours in the day sometimes. And, you know, everybody is talking about this. In fact, I, I listened to a podcast a couple of weeks ago that Michelle Obama had, and even she said, everybody's walking around with some low level of low level level of depression with what's going on. Cause we don't know what's going to happen, when it's going to end, when it's going to change, what's going to happen to our friends and family. We've all had to adjust the things that we're definitely nowhere near used to being able to adjust to. I mean, I haven't seen relatives or held, hold on or talked or hugged relatives that I would normally spend time with or friends. I mean, you can't even come over for dinner and yeah. we've had to adjust to it. And it's, it's this long year. It's like, even with the new year, it just still feels like it's the same year. It's just a new, a new number. Well, that's what I said. I said the, uh, on the beginning of the podcast, I know, I know that am I correct that a lot of people look towards a new year as a psychological reset and and yeah. when that reset doesn't happen do they just you know sink further you know i always say that the new year is a time to reboot if you've got some problems put them in the past somehow that was last year's problems this year we're going to deal with better things and hopefully more a better outlook but this year the change it, it was it's just a continuation of the old for a lot of us that, you know, the difficulties we we're experiencing with this COVID crisis, you know, in 2020 are the same ones that we're going to deal with in 2021. We still don't know the answer to things. You know, I got scared the other day when I heard about these variants. It's like I got my first shot. I'm going to get my second shot in a couple of weeks. Is this going to be enough? I thought it was going to be. Isn't that great? I'm going to be 95% immune. I may be 95% immune to a variant to the old, you know, COVID 19 and not COVID 20 or 21. Brazilian COVID. Wait, hold on. Let me just chime in real one thing. I, I feel I understand what you're saying because it's such a kind of a shitty, mediocre start to the year. I'm already looking ahead to Lent. I'm like, okay, Lent, that's it. I'm gonna give up something <laughs> then. And, and and it's just this uh random date on a calendar, but you're right, it has some sort of mental like and, and part of that also is that you know, when this first became about where we all became aware of it in March, we all delayed things till like maybe May. And then May happened, and we said, okay, maybe July. And then July happened, and we said, well, maybe the fall. And then the fall happened, and we said, you know, maybe after Thanksgiving. And it's like, right. finally, we just all gave up saying it happens when it happens. I don't know when the next time. Lent, Lent 2021. I find it interesting that you, as, as the doctor and psychologist, express those concerns. One of the questions I have, is there such a thing – uh, or have you found this as as to uh, uh, being too paranoid during a pandemic like this? At what point uh, do you or, or or should you 
recognize your fears or concerns, at what point does it become crippling? Well, I think it's become crippling for a lot of people already, Dino. I mean, how do you say to somebody who refuses to leave their house um, for weeks or months on end, is afraid to have people over, is afraid to go anyplace, and say to them, you got to get out more. And they say, yeah, but can you promise me I won't get sick or that I won't die like my, my uncle did or my grandparent did? And it's like, how do you answer that? I mean, what everybody is doing is what they feel comfortable doing. And I think if you're struggling with it, find some ways to be able to deal with it the way you want to deal with it. I mean, I, I can't tell somebody, you know, like, go to Kroger and go food shopping. Maybe that'll help you. You know, I can tell people to maybe go to a state park or a, a city park, a metro park, and go on a walk or something like that. But we have people who are very, very frightened of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mean, we hear the news about it every day. How many more people died today? More people are dying on a daily basis than died at 9-11. I mean, and that's every day. And we're becoming numb to it. Uh, and that's uh, becoming numb. Yeah. Uh, numb to the fact that maybe 500,000 people are going to die in the next, you know, altogether in the next month. Or that 25 million people have been diagnosed. I mean, these are huge numbers. Yeah. So in, in, in a job like yours, where, where people come to you and, and are you getting, for lack of a better description, are you getting first timers, people that have never come to you before or never, never, never have, have sought out therapy before? Yes. And yeah. my, my immediate follow up question to that would be, is do people sometimes have an unrealistic expectation of what they're going to get out of therapy? Do they think they're going to come in and be a one and done and and that's it? I'm good. Yeah. And, you know, we saw that before COVID and things like that with some of the people, you know, I I came here because my wife or my husband or my best friend or girlfriend or boyfriend told me I had to come. So I'm going to come and that's it. And some people do come with the expectation. Somehow I have the answers. My usual response to that is I screw up my own life pretty well. You don't want me to screw up your life. But I mean, yeah, I think there's a lot more people that are coming into treatment. I think they had difficulties before and, and were struggling with them, but handling them okay. But then all their support systems went away. You know, the guys that they went drinking with or the sports that they went to go, you know, got tickets for or the vacation that got them through the winter or the family visit during the holidays that as much as it was a pain in the ass, it felt like it was okay. All these <laughs> taken away from us. Yeah. And the people, and no matter what they come in for, at some point in that first hour that they're there, it's going to be come up about the pandemic, how it's affected them, how it's affected. I mean, divorce attorneys are busier than hell because people are having a hard time spending this much time together. Our business is mental health. I mean, I wish I had 10 more staff members and it still wouldn't be enough. I mean, people are just... They're, 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 our lives are out of control. Mm-hmm. It's kind of busting at the seams, so to speak. Yep. They yep. can't do it. And so they're dealing with their kids being home, trying to teach them math while they're trying to get through their own business and their families need them and they're trying to make dinner and their husband is like depressed because he can't go to the movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like everything. They can't find. I talked with a woman today that no matter what I offered, except for 
you know what, I think you just need to be depressed and anxious, was going to work. She had a, yeah, but I could get it there. Or, yeah, but that's not going to work. I don't have the energy. I mean, it's like, so I guess what you want to do is remain depressed and remain anxious. So you're saying, you're telling me at, at some point it becomes a conscious choice? No, but you don't want to do anything to try to fix some of it for yourself. Yeah, you're limited in what you can do, but we're not locked into our living rooms or our bedrooms with the door locked and bars on the windows that we're in prison. No, we're limited in what we can do. So right. yeah, you may not be able to go to a concert at the Schottenstein Center or Nationwide Arena, but you can go to a metro park and you can walk and be more than enough socially distanced from everybody else. I think the weather has been really crummy too. That's just you know adding you know salt on the wound, right? Columbus is never known for its beautiful winters. Clearly, you know, I mean, how many more days of cloudiness is going to be? I think we all struggle to a certain extent if you've lived in Columbus long enough. That yeah, it's pretty depressing here with its what's another cloudy day, you know? And it's like winter, but it doesn't feel like winter because there's no snow on the ground. No, there's no more school snow days. I, mean, I, yeah. I can't imagine that. Yeah. You, know, you look oh, forward to those yeah. words. Now it's like get on the computer. I mean, people are zooming with one another. There's no social interaction. You can't you can't sit with your friends at lunch. You know, in the cafeteria when you're in ninth grade, I, I, everything's yeah. different. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because there was a, there was a, a a small window late last year where we had a couple of podcasts and we did them outside. Yeah, uh, in in a safe distanced atmosphere, and we were outdoors in my backyard bar in the pond. And then, when the weather got a little colder, and even though I have the pond enclosed, and now it's like a uh, a nice little uh, Eskimo bubble or a Dexter kill room, whichever you want. <laughs> <laughs> what are you really doing in there? Can we get a window? Describe it. Um, uh, you know, that's e- even going out there is is comforting because i feel like i'm going outside absolutely i have a personal question for you okay the old adage is physician heal thyself right so i imagine much like any other person who's going through all this stuff that i'd have to think that you would have issues and you would have uh uh moments of, of reflection and not to go to the severe side of it, but despair. Where do you go? Well, you know, it's it's a great it's a great question, Dino. I mean, you know, I'm listening to people's problems all day long, and obviously, some of these people think, "Well, you're a psychologist; you probably don't have problems." Guess what? We've got them, and we got them in spades. You know, I try to do some things to take care of myself. You know, getting outside. I walk to work every day. I take a little break and take a nap here or there. I'm trying to make do with whatever I can do. And what I'm trying to do, and I advise some people to do it if if it works for them, is I'm starting to make plans for when this is over, some of the things I want to do. I want to go visit some of the friends that I I took advantage of not visiting because I knew that I could always go to San Diego to visit my best friend or always go into New York and visit another good friend. Or, I could, you know, I, if we don't go to Europe this year, no big deal. You know, we'll go next month or next year or whatever. Because it's all been taken away, 
One of the things that I find is if I start looking at, you know, in June and July, my really good friend in San Diego, and I, the last time I was there two years ago, we had a great long weekend, and I'm really looking forward to spending some time with him. I spend time with him on Zoom, but it's not the same on Zoom as it is sitting with him at a bar or at a restaurant or on the beach, just really enjoying it. So that's what's helping me get through, because I'm hoping that by this summer, I can get I can get on a plane and not be concerned about the guy next to me who's sneezing. Right. You know, it's it's a in my small my small group my small bubble, uh, we're all looking forward to sitting around a poker table, which yep. we haven't done in over a year. I mean, we had a regular poker game that went away, and it, it's amazing how just that that one week yep. of social interaction and camaraderie that was taken away from us yeah, and, and for such a long period of time has unconsciously, you know, uh, of, affected our, our day to day. It's another thing that's been taken away. It's, 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 it saved me a shitload of money because <laughs> I'm a horrible gambler, but I, uh, I, I'd rather, I, I would, I would gladly lose the money to get back yeah. the camaraderie yeah. and, in the moments that we, we had in those poker games. So, yeah. you know, I was just downstairs uh, today uh, in the poker room, kind of every January I, I get into this nesting phase where I, I, I pick a room and I just start tearing it apart and, and, and redoing it. I, you know, last year it was this, this room that we're in right now. And, mm -hmm. and, and apparently this year it's the basement that I'm going after. And, um, you know, I started to, you know, move things around and then move the bar outside back inside again. And I think part of it psychologically was that in anticipation of okay. when we return yep. to our Wednesday game and everybody's back in here. And when they come back in, they're going to go, Oh, this is a little different. This is, uh, but that's the same. The table's where it's at. Yeah. And, and we get back to some small sense of normalcy. I, I is that part of it? Do we need absolutely? Big, do we need big leaps of normalcy, or is it just sometimes it's, it's, it's sometimes the small things? And you know what? We took it for granted. You took your whatever night poker game that you knew that next week it was going to happen again, and the week after that it was going to happen, and it was just always going to. So if I forgot to say goodbye to Charlie when he left, I'll catch him next Tuesday. I'm you know no big deal. All of a sudden, it's taken away, and we're not able to do it, where we can only Zoom it or text them or whatever. It's going to hopefully make us all appreciate when we get to spend time with people again that, you know what, we're really lucky that we can do this. And let's, like, celebrate the fact that we're back together, that we got through this all together, and that we're going to make sure that we don't take advantage of it. Maybe we've got to realize that we got to spend more time with some people that we didn't spend time with. Maybe we've got to go visit our aunt and uncle who are aged that we, I'll get them next year. I'll get them in the summer. And, like, you could have lost them this year. Yeah. Right, right. And I yeah, think it's, I'm, it's I'm because <laughs> I'm smiling because – I think everybody in this little uh, group here and people who are, who are listening and watching as we speak, uh, you, you probably have realized that uh, over the course of the last uh, going on a year now, I mean, we'll be coming up on a, on our COVID anniversary yeah. before you know it, that uh, I don't really miss that person as much as I thought I would. <laughs> We're using it as an excuse. <laughs> I know. It's easier to get rid of them on Facebook. Than <laughs> it's, 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 
thing. If there's, if there's anything good to say about COVID, yeah, it's one of the good it's things. Been the great, uh, it's been the great excuser. Yeah. It's been the in my throat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know yeah. what? No, man. I, I, wanna, I, I got this cough. I just, you know. I hope you understand where I'm coming from, whether it's whether that's the truth or not. Yeah. It is the great get out of it situation. <laughs> Oh, I'll just find out. I know I found out some of my relatives or friends that I thought we stood politically in the same side of the fence were the complete opposite end and gotten so crazy that I told a relative of mine that I was very close to an older cousin, my mother's sister's daughter, that, I mean, I can't see her anymore. I can't talk with her anymore because of where her stands were on things and her beliefs and things like this. I mean... It's like, wake up, take a breath. Well, it's interesting that you bring up the politics because that is kind of part two of our discussion uh, tonight here. Um, you know, positivity in the time of pandemics and politics. I can't recall uh, in recent memory a more diverse time in our, our political history and where I've witnessed uh, more things that have made me shake my head and wonder and and where it's caused more separation and diversity amongst yep. a group of friends who for years have shared different political opinions but this and it's been okay. around, but this time around and I don't know if it's a combination of being uh you know uh, sheltered in place for a while and covid and everything else I don't know if it's just a layer upon layer upon layer that may be added to it, but have people been unconsciously uh, or consciously uh, manipulated emotionally? I definitely with, think so. With, with, with politics to the point where it's you know, they become a little bit, you know, off. Off kilter. Mark. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, it's interesting. I, you know, I, I try not to talk politics with my clients. I don't want them to know what my political stances are, nor do I want to know what theirs are. But that's become impossible in the last year. And there's been times that I've even myself, when I've seen somebody who like all of a sudden starts reciting things that are so not true and they're believing in them that I'll just, I, I can't deal with it. I mean, I've got to say to them, we're on opposite extremes. I don't know if I can help you as a result of this because of my own sense. Are you telling me is there, there is is there is there a psychological explanation at all that that leads to such division, where people have gone so much to the left or so much to the right, where they can't, you know, it, it's it, the other side. I, I like to think that you know, even though whatever my position might be, that I'm still open, and will accept your opinions. I may not agree with them. But the fact that, that 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 over the course of these months, uh, and, and actually the, the last two years, and where we're at now, uh, where people have just become so yes, one way or, or the other, yes, is there a psychological explanation that that leads to the to the division that we see in people, where 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 they where how they think about things and yeah, how they I, practice them? I, I really do think. I think that you know we put credence in somebody or some party or some figure that we believe that what comes out of their mouth, even though we know that it's not true or we've been told it's not true. And we just start living that. And I think with the pandemic, it became very political. 
um, and not as scientific during this last administration, where, you know, you didn't know whether it was okay to wear a mask or not because it showed somehow what you believed in. We weren't working together. You know what I remember, Dino, and I'm sure you remember this also. At 9-11, after 9-11 happened, I mean, I spent a week in New York, and I know you had some family in New York, if I'm not mistaken, at that time. My daughter. Your daughter. It brought people together. I remember mm -hmm. like buying an American flag and sticking and getting a thing for my house to put the American flag and I wanted everybody to know that I stood with America. And I went to New York for a week and, and helped out in the relief effort. And it seemed like it brought people together. This has diversified us even more. I mean, we're like, right. there's two different countries here, I think. It's the left and the right. And we're not allowed to agree on anything. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's gonna happen at the end of this, but the direction that seems like we've gone in psychologically, emotionally, intellectually, is made us so diverse. I mean, it's so, I didn't realize the level of racism, the level of hostility, the level of diversity with political views in the United States till this, till this last election. I mean, I remember I would drive north of 270 or west of 270, east or south, and I'd see effigies of Hillary Clinton being hung. And it's like, hold it, this isn't what I, this isn't America. And now seeing what people are going through with, you know, like believing this election was false. And I mean, you start believing, you hear it enough, you start believing it. Let me be devil's advocate for just a second, if I could, please. Uh, say I'm a, I, I am a patient and I come in and I say to you, and I, and I am leaning extremely to the left or extremely to the right. I won't pick it. I won't pick a side at this point. Right. And I say to you, Doc, people are making me crazy because they don't understand what's right. And 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 that's why I'm here, you know, and and it and it's making me crazy. And you having to be yeah. obviously objective professional here. Professional here. How do you deal with somebody like that that's well, coming, that, that, that is seeking help to figure out how they can deal with their situation? Well, like anything, if it's causing them difficulty, then what's the ways to be able to remove yourself from that difficulty in a healthy way so that you don't get crazy about this? What do you need to pull away from is to be able – it's like, you know, in the middle of a fight, is not is not the time to fight more, you know. So what do you have to do to back away from that? What's some of the things that you can do to get yourself regrounded where you are? If it's maybe turning off the news for a couple of weeks or a couple of days, or you know, not reading the newspaper, not listening to these news blurbs, not getting on the websites that you may get on. But if it's bothering you to the point where you can't function, that you're angry all the time, or you want to, you're yelling and screaming on Facebook or on social medias or to the neighbors, that's not who you normally are, then you got to remove yourself from that because that's not, it's making it worse for you. It's not making it better. Unfortunately, there's some people that what you just said is a perfect example, but they also want to know, how do I convince everybody else that they're wrong? Right. It's like, you don't have that much power. Yeah. And are they coming to you for that answer? How do I convince like, people how that I'm right and wrong? How do I tell my family that they believe the wrong thing? And when, you, and, when, and when you tell them you can't, I mean, are they like, well, you know, Screw you! I'm going down the block. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find a psychologist that knows what the fuck he's doing. 
Absolutely. <laughs> and you know what ends up happening? They go to the local bar and grill and they find something. Well, right. there you go. There you that's go. the thing is you do. You, you surround yourself with the like-minded people because they reinforce that yeah, behavior. Absolutely right. I mean, I'm just trying to help them deal with whatever they're dealing with. I can't change their opinion about what – I mean, I don't understand why they would believe what they believe. But if they're struggling with it, I want to help you with the struggle, not with the with the issue. I can't fix the issue. Yeah. But how do you deal with it as I can help you deal with it? I, I, I have a question. Uh, what are the signs of how do you brainwash somebody? <laughs> it's true. Are you trying to or do you think? You have no, I, I'm wondering if we've been witnessing a, 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 a countrywide uh, brainwashing for the last two years or last year, actually. Yes, and that's part of the problem. So, what what are the su- signals of, of of seeing that somebody is being brainwashed, or what do you do to brainwash somebody? Not to give somebody a how to, but right, right. I, I, <laughs> I just want to make sure John's yeah. not planning to take over the world. I've got I've got my notepad ready. Go ahead, <laughs> Doc. <laughs> I'm just curious because I, you know, it's a, that's a great question, John, because I think a lot of people feel like you know, like their friends or their spouses or whatever have been brainwashed. I think if you keep on listening to the same scenario over and over and over again, and you want to just believe that one scenario, whatever it is, then you start blocking out everything that disagrees with that, that way of thinking. And the more you do that, the more you get directed towards what you believe in. You know, I mean, if I, you know, there was a study that was done years ago on kids where they held up a a, a red apple, the teacher had up a red apple with a bunch of fifth graders and said, what color is the apple? Well, clearly the apple was red. What they did is they had a police officer come in and hold this red apple. And he kept on asking the kids, what color is this? And they kept on saying red. Eventually they realized that that was the wrong answer. By the end of 20 minutes or a half hour, five minutes, however long the study went for, the kids were saying this red apple was blue because they were told somehow that what they believed, the red, was not accurate. So they kept on searching. And when they said blue, he said the police officer said, good, and put the apple down. So now they're looking at a red apple saying it's blue. You know, they're being told that this president's lying, but it's like, that's okay. Or that this is happening, you know, Joe Biden stole the election. Even though there's proof that that didn't happen, it's not enough. The only thing that's going to be enough is Joe Biden saying, I stole the election. You're right. You got me. You caught me, guys. That's a lot of blue apples. It's a lot of blue apples. <laughs> the blue apples just kept coming in overnight. Yeah. <laughs> Truckloads of blue apples. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me, let... And they really believe it, John. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, they've heard it so many times, you know, that they believe it. I just, it makes me sad to tell you the it truth. Does. I, I don't. I don't, I don't necessarily hate people that voted for Trump. I, I feel bad that a lot of them got duped. Yep. You know, sad. And they don't believe they were. They feel like you're being duped because of what you don't believe. Right. Yeah, true. That's. Well, the- I, I also found it interesting that, uh, and, and I don't know how this plays psychologically, but a lot of these, uh, just a couple days after uh after uh, President Biden was inaugurated, I, I noticed some of the, uh, there was a great many staunch supporters of Trump who immediately, you know, turned, I turned know. on him. 
uh, you know, the the Proud Boys, like, you know, yeah. your disappointment, you you suck, you you abandoned us, you right. you, you quit, you, you gave right. up and 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 uh I, I found that very interesting. I mean, does it happen that quickly that you become that quickly disillusioned with somebody that you have thrown your support behind for, for such a long period of time? Can you be that quickly disillusioned? I, you know, clearly you can, because that's happened. And I think that part of it was he didn't fight. He didn't continue the fight. He didn't walk down to the Capitol, maybe they feel, and, and bang down those doors and capture those Democrats and hang Mike Pence and burn, you know, kill Nancy Pelosi and all those other kinds of things. Isn't it sad that that's what they're going for? More than, I mean, we all watched it. You couldn't help but watch it. It didn't seem like it was the United States when I was watching no. This no. doesn't happen in the United States. No, we mentioned that in the in the in the first podcast of the year that it seemed like we were in some other country. country. Yeah, completely, completely, yeah. I, that's and, not the United States. That building represents too much. The history in that building. It's like they pissed on the flag. Yeah, and I I mentioned it lightly in the opening tongue in cheek monologue, but I was serious. You know that there are more alerts and threats of more things to come this little this little break that we had the fact that we had a, a, an inauguration that went peacefully yeah. and the days that followed went quietly uh you know it, it just to me it just seems like the calm before yet another storm i think that there are powers yeah, you know, that are right See, regrouping and and uh, we, we've got more uh, unrest to come. I hope if if if, if trust me, if I'm going to be wrong, this one I hope you are. I hope I'm dead wrong. I hope I'm, I'm dead wrong. Uh, let me shift gears here before we uh, we if we start to to get close to to, to wrapping up on our hour because I think would be remiss <laughs> if on whiskey business we did not discuss. Uh, psychologically speaking, and uh, the coping mechanisms that a lot of people have been using uh, to deal with things politically and pandemically, if that's a word. Um, yeah. Have you come across more of this? You know, there are more people. I mean, some some people. I'm, yeah. I've sound, I've heard more people that are giving up alcohol for the month of January. Yeah. It's just a common thing that wow. people do every year. Yeah, a lot of people do the January cleanup. It's the January cleanup, but boy, they're looking forward to February first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that a lot of people are finding trying to find ways to cope, and you know, I mean, their kids are yelling and screaming all day long. They're doing homework and trying to teach their kids what to do. The kids are bored out of their mind because they're stuck inside, not seeing their friends. Their husband is still there or their wife is still <laughs> there. You know, I mean, they look like, they, why even get dressed today? You know, it's like, it's only been a week since I've taken a shower. What's the big deal? Yeah, know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're all, yeah. We're, I mean, it's, it's gotten different. That's the part. And yeah, alcohol use has been up. I mean, We've seen suicide be up. People are using drugs a lot more. I mean, I drove by one of the medical marijuana buildings the other day. I mean, the line was around the friggin' block. <laughs> and I'm sure it's more than for the arthritis pain. Right, right, right. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, know, so. you, you were just doing research over there, weren't you, Doc? Yeah. A lot of pain. A lot of pain. goes really hurting me. I need to try. Yeah, I don't know what, you know, because I, I, uh, the, I know my friend Jamie is uh, listening tonight and watching on the podcast. And I, and I mentioned to him the other day that, you know, uh, I, I backed off, not on purpose. Just what you did. It's like when at the start of this, I was I was hitting it, you know, pretty heavy. Like 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 everybody, I was every everybody I talked to was 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 locked inside and hitting it more, right. and and uh, I I almost think it's it's I'm almost ashamed to say on whiskey business that maybe I got a little whiskeyed out. <laughs> no, who are you? No, I'm still drinking, but oh, okay, okay. It's, it's cut down considerably, and I don't think that's a bad thing. No, I, you know, when in, in March and April, we thought, well, just be a couple of weeks, so what's the big deal? And then a, a 10 months later, the three, you know, the three drinks every night through May became the three drinks, the same three drinks in October, November, and right. December. Right. So, not only drugs and alcohol, but uh, probably, probably the third one that I don't mention because that's probably the one I'm most is food. Yeah, we all have the COVID fifteen going. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. Or the COVID nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we've been sedimentary. We've not been out a whole bunch, and. We've been eating more and we've been drinking more and we've been doing things that we know. I mean, the gyms were closed for a while. I mean, yeah, that was a good excuse. That yeah. was yeah, like that was a good excuse. That's exactly why I didn't hit the gym. Yeah, the pandemic in the gyms has really bothered me. See y'all. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was extremely it's ironic. The, gym. the gyms are. You know, I actually places. last year in January. Sign back up for the gym that's literally around the corner from my house. <laughs> I was actually going, and then COVID hit. They shut it down. I went, well, like it, it, that's I tried. <laughs> that's just God. That's just God sending a message. Yeah. Yeah. A, oh, oh. <laughs> oh man, life goes on. We're gonna get through this. You know, it's gonna end. The, the, the vaccines are hopefully working. You know, nobody's growing an extra head. If they put a transmitter in my arm when they gave me the first shot, okay, big deal. <laughs> you know, at yeah. least I got the shot, you know. Which one did you get? I got the Pfizer one as well. Oh, you're going to be the fast zombie then. Yeah, I'm going to right, right. <laughs> you're going to be the fast zombie. I I don't like getting shots. I never like getting shots. So I went to Riverside to get my shot. And when it was my turn to go up on the stage where they were giving it, I said to the nurse, I won't be embarrassed if I pulled down my pants and you give it to me in my ass. So, <laughs> and she said, that's okay, David. I'm going to be embarrassed if you do that. So I said, I didn't any in the I had to roll up my sleeve and get in my arm. It's, uh, all right. We have to uh, – I can promise you that even though we have the technology – we will not isolate that sound bite and say, get it to me in my <laughs> yeah, I promise you. It's going viral. It's going viral. 
too much love and respect for you. Not isolate that soundbite. The pickup line ever. First thing that popped into my juvenile head, like a twelve-year-old. Give it to me. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, but moving forward, I mean. Like I said, I I wasn't going to burden you with a solution so much as I was a a, a perspective. Um, Even though this this start of this year, like you said, is a continuation of last year, uh, I have tried my very best to put that best foot forward. But what I've discovered as, as always is the case, when you put your best foot forward, you kind of need the other foot to come along with you yeah. in order to make the proper steps and the proper progress. Uh, the best foot forward is not necessarily enough. So uh, as we start to wrap up here, um, and I hate the term generic, but like I said, maybe this will be a therapy session for all of us. Uh, there's some kind of basic notes that we could all follow that, 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 that might apply to all of us, you know, moving forward, no matter what the situation, whether it's the COVID that we're upset about or politics that we're upset about, or maybe just day-to-day life as we deal with, 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 with life and work and children and family and so forth and so on, and realize that our coping skills uh, have diminished. And 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 how we want to make me rise back up and kind of be uh, the stronger person that we were. I feel. I mean, I, I, you know, self-admittedly, I I feel diminished in my capacity to deal with things, and I'm doing my very best in 2021 to put that best foot forward. But I realized that the other foot wasn't coming along with me every step of the way. And consequently, uh, I was stumbling. So, yeah, I, I, you know, what I tell people is that, you know, <laughs> we're social beings and the pandemic has taken away that that socialness in a lot of ways. But hopefully there's somebody in our life, whether it's our spouse, the next door neighbor, a good friend, our son or our daughter or whatever that we're close with that you can talk about what you're going through. It's okay to say, I'm struggling. I can't make it. I don't know if I'm going to make it. And talk with these people about it. But I think we're just so caught up in like the next problem and the next problem and next that we forget to communicate. That's the biggest thing that's going to help all of us. I mean, whether we were talking about pandemic or we're talking about anything that's in our life, if you're going through a hard time, One of the best ways to get through that hard time is to find somebody to talk with. It doesn't have to always be a professional. It could be your spouse or the next door neighbor or a good friend. But find somebody that you can talk with about it so you can, because when you're talking with yourself, you're only hearing your self-talk. And if it's crazy self-talk, you're going to believe it. At least a friend's going to be able to slap you across the face or punch you in the arm and say, don't go there. What can I do to help? Let's do something to get you thinking something else or something like that is a way of getting out of this. I think it's just important. If you're going through a hard time, you're not the only person who's struggling. There's a lot of us that are out there struggling. All you need to do is to say, hey, I'm struggling. Help. Fair enough. That's All the right. best advice I can give people. No, it's, it's good advice. It's, it's good, solid advice. 
and we appreciate it. Um, we're going to start to wrap things up here this evening uh, because uh, we're, one, we're running out of time, and and uh, and and I don't have a number two. To be totally honest with you, I just uh, I, I think we've covered. Say all you're the- com- com- uh, constipated. I, I, I will I will say uh, that uh, we've had some good good comments tonight, and uh, nobody really asked any questions so much as they had statements some people kind of agreed and nodded if you will um eric i've been told to unfollow and unfriend because of my different politics it is the opposite of what should happen yeah yeah i I agree uh sarah said uh when the pandemic's over i'm gonna hug everyone we were saying what you wanted to do you know yeah i mean that I miss that so much. That personal contact. I mean, yeah. did, 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 did we have we taken that for granted since we can't I, do that anymore? Yeah. Yeah. But you, see the hug? you see the pictures of the grand. I mean, I one of my clients. I think this is a classic example. One of my clients said to me, David, the other day my son and I were driving to my mom's house, and his mom lives alone. Grandpa's dead, but you know, she's living alone and through this pandemic. And it was his nine-year-old son and him that went to go visit grandma and they were leaving and getting in the car. And as they're driving back to the house, his son's crying in the back seat of the car. And his father said, you know, Charlie, what's wrong? Because it's the first time I can remember. I didn't get a chance to hug my grandma. Mm. Yeah. That uh, for a nine-year-old, that's a really big thing. And you see these pictures on social media where you know people are putting up plastic and they're hugging through plastic. Oh, I I mean, it doesn't. Um, How do you? It sends chills through my body just thinking of it. I know. Well, that's what uh, Chip mentioned earlier. He goes, "Could you remember? You know, just think about telling." Uh, I'm gonna try to find his comment, but just basically, could you imagine telling your childhood self this is how it would be? It's, it would be, it's like science fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it's, 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 it's like we're all living the movies that we watched 10 years ago. Yeah. I wonder what the kids, when they're our age, when they talk about 2021 and the pandemic, how they're going to see it is, you know, as a young adult. Very interesting. Because, you know, we reflect on 9 11 when we thought yeah. that was the worst thing that could have happened to this yeah, country. This be theirs. And, and then we have our perspectives, which have changed. And, yeah. and 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 have uh, and and softened or whatever, but we still have our our immediate memories of how it was when that tragedy hit, and now it'll be very interesting to see yeah, how they handle what it. their perspectives will be. And you know, some of them are going to say our family was always together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like pulling your hair out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when my kids are little, six and and eight, they they don't really know that big of a difference. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Movie theaters? What are movie theaters? Yeah, yeah. Right. I've had Disney Plus on my phone since I was born. I don't, you know. <laughs> That's true. Interesting, it's crazy, man. It's 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 crazy, uh, but it is, it is also uh, whether it be the pandemic or politics or anything in general. Uh, my my takeaway still. Uh, almost a year later has has been the value of uh of friendship and 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 family and 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 loved ones i mean i i, I think it's you know that people talk about 
uh, people talk about thinning the herd, you know, uh, the thinning the herd mentality. Um, it's been interesting how this is kind of socially and emotionally thin the herd to where you, you find out who's important, yeah. who, who's really not, not, not that other, the people, not that anybody is less significant, but right. the people right. that, you really need and that you realize that maybe you weren't paying enough attention to and, 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 and didn't appreciate enough. Uh, you, you find that you, you are and, and have, um, uh, I've, I've said it to these guys emotionally, uh, especially at, at our Christmas podcast, Whitney and Hansberry. Um, you know, these guys have been, uh, like, glue for me uh through through all this stuff you know the the podcast the people that are still listening have been uh, have been unconsciously uh, a big part of things but more importantly my 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 family and my friends and and the people that I that I you realize you love just a little bit more than you realized absolutely we took it for right, right? we yeah. do that's that's a common that's a common human condition. Absolutely, to take things and people for granted until it's taken away from us. Then until we it's taken away from you. Exactly. Well, I'm glad that you, Doc, have not been taken away from us, and that you were able to join us tonight yes. and, and spend some time with us. Our guest has been Doctor David Lowenstein. If if you're hurting and need, we have a question. I don't even know if he has any time available, but if people want to find you, Doc, how do they do that? Um, I'm on the website. Uh, we got a website, www.drlowenstein.com. My phone number is in the, you know, 614-444-0432. We had a, a, a comment. There was a question that came up. Do we want to respond? Yeah, oh, we have one. We have a question. Think it's going to happen to us in the society. She's a very attractive woman, isn't she? I know, of course. I have to say that. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is going to happen to us as a society after this is over? I hope it changes us for the better in the long run, like 9 11 did. I really do hope that somehow this is going to make us stronger with our social and with our personal lives and our social lives and make us realize how important it is to take care of everybody in our life, our bubbles. That's what I really hope for. I'm concerned that it may not, but I, I'm going to believe, I want to believe that. I want to hope that it does. And, and, and I want to hope that it sticks. Yep. Because one thing that we are all guilty of myself included, and yep. sometimes it takes a pandemic once again, to snap you back into reality is that we all forget. We Absolutely. all forget. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, hopefully it won't take such uh, a big thing. It doesn't have, can we just read about something? Yeah, <laughs> to remind us. About it or something. Oh, yeah, I don't want that to happen. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. Um, we're going to wrap things up. Once again, I want to thank Dr. David Lowenstein you for, for being me. with us. And uh, yes, thank, thank you for digging a little deeper than just how to keep some New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not that those, like I said, we'll talk about next year. Podcasts, but this has, been, this has been terrific. Thank you so much I for being it. candid and honest and open, and I appreciate it. Uh, before we go, um, 
Want to remind you of a couple of things. Um, Hansberry's got some business to tend to. Sure. And uh, the, to remind people of as we move forward. Whiskeybusinesspod.com. You can find all, all of our archives and, and stuff. They're making it your New Year's resolution to uh, sift through the Whiskey Business archives. <laughs> um, Whiskey Business on your favorite podcasting app. Please like, uh, subscribe, share, comment, rate, review whatever <laughs> anytime you anytime you engage with us that helps uh, out our analytics uh youtube whiskey business with dino tripodis facebook uh instagram twitter thank you very much if you guys have been hanging out and commenting this is that makes us these things a lot more fun when we do them live and you guys engage with us so cheers thanks happy uh, 2021 there you go uh next week i believe if uh you're looking for some comic relief a uh, comedian friend of mine, Peter Lipsy, who I have actually gotten back in touch with during the pandemic, will be joining us from Chicago on the podcast next week remotely. So I'm looking forward to some some laughs with Peter. And uh, so join us once again next week here on Whiskey Business. Uh, we'll decide if we're going to go Facebook Live again with Peter. But uh, if not, check it out. Um for those who are joining us late, this entire podcast will probably drop on Monday, right, Hansberry? Right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, and you can still always go back and watch it uh, on Facebook too. So, watch it on and, Facebook oh, oh, and YouTube. Okay. Yeah, it automatically goes to Facebook, stays, and gets saved on. on YouTube. I don't know how that works. The audio yeah. version will yeah. be out yeah. on Monday. That's why I thank God for the both of you because I I have no idea. <laughs> Right. I don't know how your I don't know how your science fiction technology <laughs> magic computers. Do. I don't know how this actually can be repeated again. Oh, no, no, I'm kidding. Um, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, no worries, man. Uh, thank uh, everybody who tuned in tonight live. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, and what about the bib and uh, whatever? Uh, 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 the advice I give to my sister when my mom's had too much to drink, uh, she's all, she's done, bib and tucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is actually, uh, while I enjoyed it from the, the get-go, uh, I've actually, uh, much like every whiskey that I start drinking too much of, I've enjoyed it a little bit more as the evening went on. So, yeah, I give it the thumbs up. Um for those bourbon drinkers who are acclimated to, to bourbons and want to try something a little uh, different, the this this is okay. For the uninitiated, I don't know if it's the right bottle for you at fifty three bucks. So maybe uh, start off with something a little more common. And uh, and when I say common, I'm not being pedestrian and saying that you're not you're not ready for this. But uh, fifty three bucks is a lot of money uh, these days when 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 dollars. Are tight, so um, uh, I like it. I give it the thumbs up. And you can yeah. find it in Ohio. Yep, absolutely, absolutely find it in Ohio. On behalf of John Whitney, Greg Hansberry, and me, your your humble host, Dino Tripodis. Until the next bottle. See ya. Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. 
Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 